the Great British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFD and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. On this week's podcast, we will discuss the latest positive British manufacturing news from the last seven days. And on this week's show, we'll also welcome a special guest, Matt Pearson, Industrial Key Account Manager at Man and Hummel. But before we do that, I want to talk about Factory Now. The Factory Now initiative has been launched to help British manufacturing sector boost sales, collaborate and reshore. New members are joining all the time and this week we're delighted to welcome Schneider Electric, a truly global company providing energy and automation digital solutions to enhance efficiency and sustainability. Stuart, great to catch up as always. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Joe. Even though we're in December, still lots of good news. So looking forward to it. Indeed. Speaking of news, let's jump straight in. Uh, Nissan unveils a global electrification program, and you're going to you're going to get you're going to guess the answer to this, really, aren't you? But it's uh, Northeast has played a massive role in in this. Absolutely. So Nissan Sunderland plant, big, Britain's biggest car factory, will be at the centre of a 13.2 billion pound investment in developing electric vehicles. Japanese car maker stated the Northeast plant would take the lead towards electrification it is, as it unveiled plans to develop 23 new electric models by 2030. In July, uh, which we covered on the, on the podcast, Nissan sets out plans for a £1 billion electric vehicle hub in Sunderland, including a £450 million gigaplant to be built by its battery partner Envision and the production of an all-new electric model. The investment is expected to create 6,000 British jobs. So, yeah, all happening in the northeast. Yeah, BSA Motorcycles is the next one. Um any you keen cyclists out there, um, you'll know the name BSA Motorcycles, but maybe for non-cyclists, motorcyclists, you may not. Yeah, I mean, probably the, the, the most well-received uh, story we've, um, we've covered on MTD and Jefferson this week, Joe. Um, they've announced, uh, BSA has announced the return of the historic British motorcycle mark. An all-new model set to be built in the UK at Factory in the Midlands will be unveiled at the Motorcycle Live event in Birmingham, which is, um, I think, on Saturday, actually, on December the 4th. Founded in 1919, the BSA name was synonymous with the halcyon days of the British motorcycle industry. Brands like Visa, Norton, Triumph, Sunbeam, and many more dominated the sector. At its peak, it was the largest motorcycle manufacturer in the world. Industrial Indian industrial conglomerate Mahindra acquired the brand in 2016 for a reported 3.4 million. And finally, we're going to see a new model. Yeah, Griffin Hovercraft has secured a major export order. It is a big one. This one. This one. It certainly is. Um, so the British manufacturer, they've secured a £25 million Japanese export order, one of the biggest deals in its history. The Southampton-based firm will supply three craft to the um, Oita Prefecture, government, forgive my pronunciation, in Japan. Work on the first hovercraft will start at the end of next um, of January uh, next year, with the final craft set to be delivered to the customer before January 2024. Firm design team working with the Japanese government to adapt um, the design to local requirements. The craft will carry approximately 80 people with a payload of 12 tons and a top speed of 45 knots. Fantastic. Um, and you, you mentioned popular stories. This has probably been the, the most popular one I've seen on MTD this week. The, the story about uh, Babcock. Fantastic news. Yeah, the British engineering giant has announced plans to recruit 500 workers for its Type 31 frigate programme. Um, as a build of its new state-of-the-art assembly hall, the Ventura building is completed at its Rossi site. The Ventura building will be initially used for the assembly of the Royal Naval Type 31 frigates, 
providing a facility that can support UK and international shipbuilding activity for decades to come. And as the Type 31 programme continues, the fully covered hull will have two frigates, um, so parallel assembly can take place, and this will support um, productivity gains um, across the uh, platforms um, and also encompassing digital connectivity. And for people who are not familiar with this um, story, Backup was awarded a 1.2 billion, 1.25 billion contract to build five Type 31 frigates for the Royal Navy in September 2019. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's absolutely fantastic. Okay, Stuart, we'll take a brief pause from this week's news because I want to introduce this week's guest. And it's no other than Matt Pearson, who is Industrial Key Account Manager for Man and Hummel. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Cheers, Joe. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast and looking forward to uh, talking about Man and Hummel uh, to you guys. Yeah, before we get on to uh, Man and Hummel, let's, talk, let's learn about Matt Pearson, your career today, your current role and responsibilities, I guess. So, yeah, I've been in... Uh, the engineering kind of environment industry for kind of over 20 years. I started as a, an apprentice, back to I left school, joined a company, did my apprenticeship as a, a toolmaker uh, for quite a few years at a company called Renault Chain and then got given an opportunity to go uh, into the sales office as a, an applications engineer. And that can give me a, a bit of a broader range of engineering, what engineering actually is out there. And we did, it was a fantastic job. We did concept chain designs, uh, implemented for roller coasters, a few oddball ones for abattoirs and things like that. So it was a really good role. But I kept more I went out, the more I got excited about sales and uh, got drawn to the sales side. And I had 10 years, over 10 years in uh, filtration at uh, filtration companies. And then I had two stints. I had a stint in uh, machine tools. And then filtration brought me back with uh, Man and Hummel. And they say, rest is history. I've been at these guys now for seven months. And it's really interesting. Lots of exciting wow. things uh, going on at Man and Hummel. And yeah, it's uh, an exciting time. Brilliant. Well, tell us more about Man and Hummel, both here in the UK and obviously overseas. So, yeah, my responsibility in the Man and Hummel is. is uh, uh, key account manager for industrial and that is anything to do with oil mist extraction or anything that produces a, a mist within the, the metal working uh, industry either it be machining vocs uh, edms heat treatment uh, minimal quantity lubricant machining we've got a an actual product to capture that mist and we're global, so we've got sites all over the world. We've got 80 locations that manufacture in various different things. So within Man and Hummel, my sector is such a small part. Uh, we're mainly in automotive, so everybody knows us within automotive. But Man and Hummel, uh, we, we take responsibility for our common goals as one goal team, and together we provide filtration solutions uh, for our cleaner future separating the useful from the harmful uh, for a better way of life uh, in air and water. So there's not many products that we can't provide the market sector with either it being filtration, air or liquids. We've got a solution for most things and that's the exciting part about Man and Hummel. Absolutely and uh, fascinating to hear about your background and the company overview, Matt. People listening to this podcast might be surprised to learn that you actually manufacture in the UK, which is great to hear. 
Would you mind give, giving us an overview of your manufacturing capability here in, here in the UK? Yes, yeah, so we've kind of, we've got two sites in the UK, and uh, it's really exciting because we manufacture all our own filters, from coalescers to HEPAs to our filters that go into our air purifiers, HVAC systems. We can manufacture nearly any type of filtering filter at our facility in Burnley, and and that gives us a, a bit of a niche against some of our competitors because we manufacture our own HEPAs as well. Uh, and the HEPA filters is that's where they the polish the air within the final stage filtration, uh, and you have to have test facilities. And uh, you guys were up at our facility a few weeks ago, and you saw the testing with our machinery, and it all comes up to uh, EN one eight two two, the industry standard for HEPA filtration. So they're all graded, certificated before they go into our units or our competitors' units. And we also manufacture our filtration systems in the UK as well, our machine-mounted, our tower systems as well with one of our partners. So we can take control of what we do in the UK. And it's it's nice to have a UK manufacturer. I think it still means something out there when you say UK manufacturing. So that's one of the reasons I kind of join these guys because, yeah, we've got global presence but one of our facilities is in the UK, so we can make a difference to clean air within the UK with our product range at the same time. No, absolutely, and uh, it's certainly been a theme this year. And I think I think you're right. There's, there's a massive advantage in terms of you know lead times and lots of other things in terms of manufacturing locally. So, with regards to projects and what kind of projects are you, are you currently working on, what what you know applications, products, and so forth, if you can just give us a bit more of an insight into that, that that'd be useful. So Manahome will spend a lot of money on research and development. They put a lot of money back into the business. And uh, there's a few things that we're working on at the moment with products that we're producing. So our filters can go in any type of filter system, oil filter system. So we're manufacturing that in the UK. So we're going to have a wide range of not our, only our own filters, but our competitors at the same time. Um, we've also got a, a cost-effective solution now with our trimest product for, for the oil mist extraction. So we have a premium product, market-leading product that can go into the industry, but we've got a kind of cost-effective solution as well. But also, the, this is kind of the exciting thing as well. You will see on the news about clean air, people wearing masks. We've got our purified air system, which is available with the, the HEPA filtration, so it can filter out the particulate and viruses within the air but we're also going to be launching one with a a carbon filter as well so it's going to filter out all the nasties but at the same time the odors as well that can go into offices schools a wide range of applications where we're looking at we, we need clean air basically so we're constantly looking at new opportunities within filtration to come up with new and innovative, innovative, if I get my words out, products to go to market with. Sounds fascinating. And uh, final question for me, just following on that from on, on that theme, the market in broader terms, the market for filtration, air filtration at the moment. Any themes um, developing? Any patterns? And what are your thoughts on um, you know where the market's actually going and the opportunities for you? Yeah, because that's a, it's a, we could spend a, a whole afternoon talking about that because it's, it's a very interesting question because it kind of leads on to different things because of the the pandemic, what's happened there, 
Uh, it opens everybody's eyes to the welfare of people and the right for you to have clean air, whether it be at your workplace, in your home, uh, in public areas. Yeah, it opens people's eyes to really focus. Actually, yeah, everyone's entitled to clean air. Uh, so British manufacturing, I think, is going to take a change in stance where they are not just within the manufacturing facilities to clean up uh, the air within those areas, but also in the other areas within their business as well to get people back to the offices where you're most productive. It, there's nothing like having a face-to-face meeting is there with somebody or sitting around the table with the engineers and kind of bashing ideas out, looking at drawings. And with the product range that we've got, you can put it in the office so you feel safe to go back into that working environment because everyone started wearing masks again. And that's just a type of filtration. We're taking it to the next level and having a proper filter system within your facility to keep yourself safe and well uh, with the the clean air. Uh, So it's going to be an exciting. I think that's the thing we've got to look at with this post-pandemic, uh, the positive out of it. There's been a lot of kind of uh, – it, it's been a horrible time, hasn't it? But you've got to think, let's make things better. And How are, gonna, how are we going to make those things better? So with the World Health Organization, uh, the HSE, these governing bodies we're talking with to try and make clean air – the right for people basically yeah <clears throat> yeah i couldn't couldn't agree more i like it what well, like how you put that we've all got a right to clean air seems obvious doesn't it but maybe in some of our some of our working environments we don't necessarily get that but if we can um just move on you know what's your opinion on british manufacturing and you know any opportunities in the post-pandemic world uh it, it's twofold there because be- before the pandemic yeah you've got brexit then the pandemic so within i would, I would say the manufacturing world it's we could spend again a whole afternoon talking about it the the global supply chain is quite fragile people are manufacturing more products in-house on their own doorstep to cut down on lead times control those lead times as well because you you just don't know what's going to happen within each individual country at the moment do you with the the pandemic going on so products are being delayed uh, with either paperwork or shipping or shortages in this and shortages in that. I think a lot more com- uh, sorry, countries are going to be manufacturing in their own state to take control back in it. And I think it's it's brilliant for us because we, we're global. So any country we can help with our, with our products. Yeah. And what are your aspirations, you know, ambitions for, uh, at Man and Hummel? Talking UK in particular really here. So what are your aspirations moving forward? From Man and Hummer, I know it's just UK, but we want to provide clean air within the workspace, either it be in an office or factory, with the best extraction solution because clean air matters. So whatever, so whoever comes to us with an extraction or requirement for clean air, we have a product. We want to give people clean air. So that the aspirations is to kind of clean up industry social areas to make it a cleaner space and i'll I'll go back to what i said earlier everyone has the right to clean air and we want to help people get that right to clean air 
Brilliant. What a great way to finish your podcast. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time, chaps. A brilliant interview there, Stu. Uh, Matt and Hummel, they're, they're a bit of a behemoth, aren't they? Absolutely. And uh, really, really pleased to hear the Ice Manufacturing in the UK, Joe. Indeed, yeah. Uh, before we go on with the latest uh, news, uh, for people listening to this podcast, please do download the MTD MFG app. It's available for Android and iPhone. It's not hard to find. It's all the, in the, all the usual stores. And also, we don't get time to cover all the news uh, on this podcast, unfortunately. So please, obviously, visit our social media channels and mtdmfg.com. But back on with the new Stuart, uh, Smurfit Kappa. They're going to build another factory. In fact, I think it's their biggest one. Yeah, Europe's leading corrugated packager, packaging manufacturer, Smurfit Kappa. They've appointed Warrington-based Caddick Construction, and this is to extend the plant in Mould in, in, in North Wales, which um, ultimately will create the largest integrated corrugated plant in the UK. This extension is a major part of the firm's €40 million Euro or £34 million investment to expand capacity at the Mould plant and designed to help Smurfit Kappa meet the growing demand for sustainable packaging. Mould plant employees... Just under 200 staff at present, been in operation since, since 94. Um, so very good news for North Wales and very good news for the packaging sector. For sure. This next story, people may, may not know of um, Owen Mufford. They've announced plans to build a new factory in Oxford. Yeah, Owen Mufford, a global leader in the design, manufacturing and advancement of medical devices, has started the construction of a, a new £14 million production facility in Whitney, Oxfordshire. Um, new building is commissioned to align with the company's strong sustainability agenda, designed in accordance with the latest environmental standards to bring uh, certification, the world's leading sustainability assessment for buildings. So, yeah, good news for that part of the world. And uh, it's not a company we've uh, we've covered before. So, yeah, great to, to see a new company actually investing. Yeah, exactly. And we talk about new jobs every single week on this podcast, and this week will be no different. Uh, Harrison Spinks has launched uh, a major recruitment drive. Yeah, absolutely. And there's quite a number of these stories, and unfortunately we can't cover them, as you, you rightly say, Joe, but please go to MTD, MFG, and there's plenty more. So Harrison Spinks, a luxury bed maker, they've announced the creation of 40 new jobs, and this is following an increase in demand for its mattresses, beds, and components. The fifth-generation uh, firm, based just off the M1 in, in, in South Leeds, they're looking to fill a number of roles across the company, um, including many positions w- within its manufacturing facilities. So, yeah, good news for Leeds. And the final one's a great story. BP, they've unveiled plans for a major new hydrogen production facility here in the UK. Yeah, really good news. And um, there's certainly a theme with hydrogen. We've covered many stories um, on the podcast this year. So BP is boosting its renewable energy production in the northeast with plans to build a new large-scale green hydrogen facility on Teesside. It's high green tea side, it recall, as it will be called, will deliver up to 500 megawatts of hydrogen production by 2030. The energy giant is working with industry and local governments such as Tees Valley Combined Authority to increase the pace of decarbonation in transport and hopes a plant could fuel the development of tea side into the UK's first major hydrogen transport hub. Fantastic. Massive, uh, massive news, massive company and a great way of finishing this week's podcast. Um, I'd like to thank you, Stuart, as always. Big thank you to Matt Pearson of Man and Hummel. But as always, the biggest thank you goes to you guys for listening at home and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore M.